well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am glad that you're with me on the program today. We're going to be talking about that very sentence that I just mentioned, uh, because there is an effort underway in Colorado to repeal the Second Amendment. Yeah, they are uh, eyeing June 5th as uh, the date that they believe uh, will mark a sea change in our Second Amendment rights. We'll get to that in uh, just one second. Before we do, when you make choices about where to put your hard-earned dollars, you are supporting not only the company that made the product, but the values and principles of that organization. It's easier to flip a switch against a company when they blatantly conflict with your values, right? Just look at what's going on with Bud Light and Anheuser Bush right now. But do you make an effort to do business with the companies that support what you believe when you can? Well, do yourself a favor and give Defender Ammunition Company a shot. These guys are veteran-owned and operated, and every person on their staff is military connected. They are huge supporters of our military community, and they back causes that are actually making a difference in the lives of those that served. In fact, the profits from all of their logoed gear goes directly to the charities that they back. This company is one to support. Their ammo is top-notch. Their customer service is great. What other shipping department writes handwritten thank you notes to their customers? Give these guys a try. They've thrown us a promo code to use at the end of May. That code is Bearing Arms, B-E-A-R-I-N-G-A-R-M-S, Good for 5% off your order. Trust me, once you give these guys a try, you won't be going anywhere else. Check them out at DefenderAmmunition.com. Now, I will confess that uh, when I first saw this headline, I thought I was looking at the Babylon Bee, not uh, Westward, which is uh, the alt-weekly paper in the uh, Denver area. Here's the uh, headline. Sarah Rao wants to use the power of white women to repeal the Second Amendment. And I thought to myself, Sarah Rao, how do how do I know that name? So she she's an online activist. She ran for Congress in Colorado, challenging uh, Diana to get got I think like thirty eight percent of the vote. Um, and now she has this new strategy to yeah repeal the Second Amendment. As uh, Westward writes, uh, Rao uh, was lying in bed the night of March twenty seventh, dwelling on the persistent issue of gun violence in America. After the school shooting that day in Nashville, when she had an idea, Rao would like to see the Second Amendment dismantled nationwide, starting in Colorado. And that night, she dreamed of the idea for Here for the Kids, which calls for women of color to use the power of white women to achieve that goal. Rao says, quote, white women have the most power in the country and they have the most privilege. They can actually affect change. She and her co-founders envision a large group of white women under the leadership of women of color using their political clout to force governors across the country to sign executive orders banning guns. Um, listen, I got to say, I mean, black, white, liberal, progressive, conservative, moderate, whatever, you, whatever labels you want to put on this idea. Here, here's the one that we should really be focusing on. Idiotic. That, that's such an idiotic proposal. So, so what happens? We're going to game this out. But what happens if Rouse successful? Let, let's say that uh, she convinces Governor Jared Polis of Colorado to sign an executive order banning gun sales. What happens? Well, a lawsuit is filed. And then a court immediately steps in and says, uh, Governor Polis, you don't have the authority to ban gun sales. Uh, not under the Colorado State Constitution, not under the U.S. Constitution. So your executive order is invalid. 
that that's that's what happens. I mean, there's no way on earth that what she is calling for would stand up in court because she's actually not calling for a repeal of the Second Amendment. She's calling on governors, particularly blue state governors, to ignore the Second Amendment completely. Um, and I don't think that's going to be very successful. But I'm also not convinced that this is truly about saving the kids or about stopping gun sales. I have a feeling, just a sneaking suspicion, that it might be about money. Might be about getting corporate sponsors. Might be about uh, getting high dollar donors. But uh, about the cash more than the uh, the policy or the politics. As Westward writes, um, Rao has this other organization. So she started here for the kids earlier this year, um, but she also has this program called Race to Dinner. Um, and Race to Dinner is also something that sounds like it would come from the Babylon Bee. Uh, according to Westward, through the organization, women pay thousands of dollars to attend dinner parties with Rao and her colleague. During the gatherings, Rao, who is Indian American, uh, and uh, her colleague, Regina Jackson, who is black, confront their white guests with, quote, cold, hard truths about their complicity in white supremacy, despite their best intentions as liberals. The dinners originally took place only in Denver, but have since gone nationwide. The pair will host four dinners this year at $2,500 per guest, and all four are already sold out. As Westward writes, in the years since it started, Race to Dinner has attracted national attention and plenty of controversy. The New York Post called it a for-profit money grab last year. Still, Rao and Jackson have amassed a dedicated following of racially conscious white women who they now plan to weaponize for their current priority, getting rid of guns. $2,500 a pop to sit there and be told what a terrible person you are. Man, I, I got to tell you, I never would have come up with that kind of marketing strategy. But I tell you what, for $500, you can come hang out, have dinner with me, and I'll tell you you're a terrible person. For You can save 2000 bucks. How about that? Um, <laughs> again, I this sounds like this is satire, but it's not. This is, according to Rao, real. She says that the movement of white women is the country's, quote, only chance of getting a repeal of the Second Amendment. She says, following decades of never-ending violence against children in schools, quote, we have been abandoned by our politicians. She said, I mean, look at your brave blue state legislature that just killed an assault weapons ban on the eve of the Columbine anniversary. Pointing to House Bill 23-1230, which was voted down by a committee during an April 19th hearing at the Colorado legislature. Um, well, the, the reason why that was voted down, I think, is twofold. I wish I could say it's because the Democratic majority in the Colorado legislature felt like it was unconstitutional. I think that probably was the case for a few of the Democrats on that committee, one of whom was explicit in saying, listen, I represent a rural part of the state. I told them when I was running for office that I would not support any new gun control laws. I got to stand by my word. I think that there was some policy uh, or some politics being played here as well. I think that there were Democrats who were nervous um, about what would happen to their political future if they approved a sweeping ban on so-called assault weapons. Um, it was 10 years ago that a couple of Democrats were voted out of office in Colorado after they approved a ban on, quote-unquote, large-capacity magazines, uh, as well as uh, universal background checks. By the way, laws that did nothing to stem the rise in violent crime in Colorado. 
In fact, none of the gun control laws that Colorado's put in place over the past 10 years has actually stopped violent crime from going up. So I guess Ra would say, well, that's why we need to repeal the Second Amendment. That's why we just need to ban the sale and possession of guns altogether. Which again, you're not going to do via an executive order. If you want to repeal the Second Amendment, there actually is a way to do it. It's difficult, but it's what the Constitution allows for. First, well, there are a couple of options, right? You could go the Convention of the States route. Uh, you need three quarters of the states to uh, authorize or, or ratify a repeal of the Second Amendment. Um, you also could go the congressional route, start there, but you need two-thirds of both chambers of Congress to vote to repeal the Second Amendment, and then you'd have to be sent to the states for ratification. And the votes aren't there in Congress, nor the state legislature. Any. Uh, you're not going to get anywhere close. Maybe in California, maybe New York, maybe there would be... I'm guessing anywhere from six to eight states that are so Democrat dominated that they would vote for a repeal of the Second Amendment. But that's not anywhere close to the numbers that would be needed to actually get rid of our right to keep and bear arms or at least uh, remove it from the Bill of Rights. There is um, something else. Well, there's a lot that's odd with uh, Rao's quest here. But I think she also gets something backwards. She says that she uh, compares the Here for the Kids movement to Martin Luther King Jr.'s famous march from Selma to Montgomery to protect the voting rights of black people in the Jim Crow South. The brutalization of the black people by Alabama state troopers ended when white people joined the march. She said, quote, Denver is our Selma. Here's one big difference. The civil rights movement in the South, of which the march from Selma to Montgomery was a, a small portion was about expanding freedom, right? It was about recognizing the rights that black Americans in the South possessed and were being denied to them by Jim Crow. This, on the other hand, is about taking people's rights away. This is not in advance of civil rights. This is an opposition to civil rights. This is the antithesis of the march from Selma. This is the antithesis of what civil rights leaders in the 1950s and 1960s were fighting for, some of whom, by the way, exercised their own Second Amendment right to self-defense in order to continue being an activist in very unfriendly ground. Um, I would recommend uh, Charles Cobb's This Nonviolent Stuff Will Get You Killed, which is a great history of the civil rights movement and the role of the right to keep your arms played. Uh, also, Professor Nicholas Johnson's uh, Negroes and the Gun, The uh, Black Tradition of Arms in America. It's a, another fantastic book. doesn't focus specifically on the civil rights era, although there is a lot of discussion about Second Amendment rights and gun owners uh, during the civil rights era, but it actually goes all the way back to before the founding of this country. But again, what we're talking about here is recognizing and protecting our civil rights versus trying to take them away, which is what Rao and uh, her cohorts are trying to do. Uh, Rao also says that uh, she believes a nationwide gun ban will be necessary, saying that blue states, quote, will become target practice if guns are banned there and not in red states. Still, she chose Colorado as a starting point for the larger goal because of her personal connections with the state as well as Colorado's blue governor and, quote, inordinate amount of school shootings, starting with Columbine and recently spreading to East High. 
where a student shot two deans on March 22nd and later committed suicide. Rao lived in Denver until she moved to Virginia last August. She says if she'd stayed there, her daughter would have gone to East High School. Quote, it's a war zone there. It's like target practice, she said. And again, I can't help but notice that she moved to the state of Virginia, a state with fewer gun control laws than are on the books in Colorado. So again, if the idea is, well, we can just ban and restrict our way to safety, Colorado is proof that no, you can't. Now, we'll be talking a little bit later on in today's program about some of the things that we can do to actually uh, reduce violence without trying to criminalize the exercise of a fundamental right or repeal that right altogether. Uh, but uh, as I mentioned, June the 5th, that, that, that shaping up to be a big day for uh, Rao and her anti-gun groups. Uh, they are calling for a sit-in at the state capitol on June the 5th. And uh, she says that the women who participate won't be like the, quote, pink pussy hat wearing protesters who demonstrated against Donald Trump. She said, no, these are white women putting their bodies on the line. They're coming to sit. And they're not going to leave until they get their, uh, this executive order from Jared Polis. Uh, Wolf Terry, one of the white women who will be at the Capitol on June the 5th, says, I'm planning on wearing a diaper. <laughs> Which, uh, okay, good for you, I guess. Um, yeah, planning on wearing a diaper. Okay. There is a full of crap joke in there somewhere, but uh, you can make it on your own. Rouse says, this is civil disobedience. This is a sit-in. This is a rising up of the people we have never seen in America in our lifetime. And it's just the start. It's literally history, she continues. This is going to be probably the biggest thing that will have happened in any of our lifetimes. This is going to be a where were you on June the 5th? And I hope all you white folks are able to say I was in Denver. Again, the Babylon Bee couldn't have written something like this. Truth is literally stranger than fiction these days. So June the 5th, Supposedly, that's when this uh, big sit-in is going to be held at the Colorado State Capitol, and these ladies aren't leaving until Governor Jared Polis signs an executive order that will be immediately overturned by the courts. Now, I'm no Nostradamus, but I am going to make a couple of predictions here. First, uh, this will not be a rising up of the people, the likes of which have never been seen in America in our lifetime. Second, uh, this is not going to be the biggest thing that will have happened in any of our lifetimes. It may be a where were you on June 5th moment, but the answer for the vast majority of Americans is not going to be at the state capitol in Denver. Um, I, you know, honestly, I'm just gobsmacked by this. But it does show, I think, the desperation of the gun control movement these days. They, they know in their hearts, I mean, go back to what Gabby Gifford said a couple of weeks ago. I think she was talking to Time Magazine, and she said, no more guns. That, that's the goal, no more guns. And her handlers, you know, the, the higher-ups at Giffords tried to explain away, no, 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 that's not what she actually was saying. And she said, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. No more guns. That is the end goal of the gun control movement. And I think that there are some uh, gun prohibitionists who are starting to realize that this incremental approach isn't really getting them anywhere. That uh, it is maybe time to go big uh, or go home. The problem for them is that by going big, again, they're not doing things that poll well among non-gun owners who don't really know the intricacies of the gun laws that they're being asked about, right? They're asking to repeal or ignore a fundamental right that, frankly, a lot of people 
on the left, on the right, and in the muddy middle, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, every ethnicity that you can think of, are exercising themselves right now. And they don't want to see the Second Amendment disappear. They don't want to see their right to self-defense go away. Like everybody, they may be fed up, enraged, grieving, horrified at these uh, uh, active shooting incidents that we see across the country. But they don't believe that by depriving them of their ability to protect themselves, we'll all be better off. So we'll be keeping a very close eye on what's going on in Colorado uh, on June the 5th. I can tell you that. But um, as far as her repeal efforts, I have to say, I think they're going nowhere, particularly when she's not actually calling for a repeal. She's asking for governors to do something that is so patently unconstitutional. It would be tossed out by the courts in short order. Failed congressional candidate. I guess now we can uh, soon add failed gun prohibitionist to uh, Sarah Rao's resume. All right. uh, Let's turn our attention now to today's armed citizen story, our good deed of the day and our recidivist report. Actually, before we do that, here's something we really have to think about. What is happening with the banks? It's literally crazy. Can you imagine what this is going to do to the retirement savings of America? Now, I want to tell you what I've heard from Augusta Precious Metals. Gold buying is on fire right now because people want gold IRAs to protect their retirement savings. And get this. If you have 100000 plus saved for retirement, Augusta will pay you in pure gold to learn how gold IRAs can protect you. That's a big deal, a pure gold coin for free. Reach out to Augusta Precious Metals today and learn how you can get started with gold. Don't let bank failures get you down. Get this free gold and get some peace of mind. Just call 855-222-4997 to learn whether gold can protect your retirement and get your free gold coin. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 855-222-4997. Again, 855-222-4997. All right, now let's turn our attention to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day and our recidivist report. We're going to start there with Memphis, Tennessee, where the uh, mayor has uh, spoken out. There has been a rise in uh, shootings and homicides in Memphis this year, down about 16% last year. But this year, according to the uh, mayor, uh, an increase of more than 30%. Uh, I'm sure the mayor, Jim Strickland, would like to see more gun control laws. But I found it fascinating that when he uh, sat down and talked with Fox 13, he actually spoke about the lack of consequences for individuals who are committing violent crimes. Uh, He said, quote, people can shoot a gun at somebody and get probation. And no one holds the state accountable for the reckless actions, putting us in danger. Uh, He went on to state that he wants the public to hold people accountable, starting with himself. He also wants the public to get involved, including the Memphis Restaurant Association, which released a statement pleading with officials to, quote, turn back the tide of darkness that seeks to envelop our city, our livelihoods, and our community following a shooting near uh, Huey's Restaurant in uh, East Memphis back in April. Again, a lack of consequences. Now, shooting somebody or shooting at somebody, that's a crime in Tennessee. Constitutional carry in Tennessee, pro-gun Tennessee, still a crime to shoot at somebody. So if individuals are getting arrested, they're getting charged, and then they're getting probation, that's a huge issue here. And I would say it's uh, not one that another gun control law is going to solve. Even if you like the idea of gun control, even if you don't think that you're infringing on a fundamental civil right, if the criminal justice system is treating violent criminals with little to no accountability, 
what's going to happen when somebody violates another possessory gun offense? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now, for lawmakers, they did something, right? They put a gun law on the books. But in reality, it's going to be of no use whatsoever, even if whatever gun laws we're talking about weren't infringements on our right to keep and bear arms. Um, So what's going on in Memphis? Well, Strickland says the number of Memphis police officers at its lowest level in decades. Well, currently uh, 1,945 sworn officers. The short-term goal is to get up to 2,300 officers. The long-term goal is to get up to 2,500 officers. So, yeah, you've got a substantial shortfall in terms of staffing in Memphis. The uh, mayor expresses frustration with the fact that uh, the employment numbers aren't going up, despite the Memphis Police Department offering a $15,000 signing bonus, as well as other benefits. He says that he is uh, optimistic that the numbers will increase soon. I, I don't know about that. You know, if you are a law enforcement officer right now, there are a lot of departments with staffing shortfalls. You can, you, I won't say you can take your pick of the department you want to work for, but you've got far more options than you did just a couple of years ago. And so, do you want to go to work in a department where the top brass and the city officials may not have your back, where they might put in place policies that make it harder for you to do your job? Again, that's not unusual in Democrat-controlled cities. We uh, just had at Bering Arms earlier this week a story about a uh, Cook County prosecutor who resigned after 20 years, sent this scathing email uh, blasting the Democrats' crime policies, both in Cook County and statewide in Illinois, saying that they're making the state a more dangerous place. They're returning violent offenders to the streets. And he's not only quitting his job, he's leaving the state of Illinois, a place where he grew up and spent most of his life because he doesn't feel safe there. Now, that's a career prosecutor. First-hand view of what's going on in the criminal justice system. Law enforcement officers, yeah, they see this too. And I'm guessing that might be one reason why Memphis is having such a difficult time recruiting and retraining officers. But again, the another issue, I wouldn't say it's a bigger issue, another, a separate issue is what happens in the criminal justice system when an arrest is made. And then a slap on the wrist is delivered. Uh, Strickland said that over 400 people, for instance, have been arrested by Memphis police this year for car thefts, but they received little to no punishment. He said, quote, none of them were held, none of them were punished, and very little rehabilitation. So when the criminal justice system looks more like a catch and release fishing tournament, and you keep snagging the same bad guys time and time again, and then you let them go, and nothing happens, guess what? You're going to get more of the same. It's not an easy fix. If it was, we would have done it long ago. But until you address these fundamental problems, you're going to continue to see violent criminals rightfully believe that they have the upper hand and they can get away with murder or a carjacking or a home invasion because all too often they can. Today's Armed Citizen story from uh, Joe Biden's home state of Delaware where a uh, homeowner shot a uh, suspect, uh, more than one suspect, actually, during a attempted home invasion. Uh, he was wounded as well uh, by these armed intruders, one of uh, whom was uh, fatally injured by the uh, homeowner there in uh, Glasgow, Delaware, Newcastle County. A uh, shooting happened around uh, 9.30 last Tuesday night in uh, Glasgow. Investigators say three suspects tried to break into the home. One of the suspects knew the victim. Police say the homeowner... Uh, responded with gunfire 
but was also shot. He and one of the suspects taken to the hospital. Last report was listed in a stable condition. The uh, suspect who was shot and killed has not been identified. But, uh, yeah, even in uh, anti-gun Delaware, where they're trying to put more restrictions against uh, legal gun owners on the books, they have not been able to uh, eradicate the right of self-defense. Finally today, our good deed of the day in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. I got to say, I love the story. A uh, police officer in uh, Mount Juliet, Tennessee, Officer Josh Wiseman, who was able to help a a pair of Taylor Swift fans who were on their way to uh, her concert in Nashville. They got stuck with a flat flat tire. And uh, Officer Wiseman, able to uh, step in and help. Police Department uh, wrote in a Facebook post headed to the Taylor Swift concert and get a flat. No problem. Yeah, they were about uh, 20 miles uh, uh, west of where they needed to go, or 20 miles east of where they needed to go um, when the car broke down. Um, Thankfully, Officer Wiseman, able to uh, get that spare on. They were able to make it to the concert. Apparently, it was a pretty good show, too. Um, Sunday night, I guess, uh, there were thunderstorm delays, forced a a more than three-hour delay, but then uh, Taylor Swift hit the stage around 10 p.m., performed for like three hours. Apparently, it was a great show. Uh, that wasn't the show that these young fans were attending. That was Friday night, which I'm sure was also a great show as well. Uh, one of the, I think, three sold-out shows for uh, Taylor Swift there in Nashville. So in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing to make sure that a pair of uh, Swifties could get to see their uh, favorite artists perform. Officer Wiseman there in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, we thank you for your very, very good deed. Now... That is all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program, as always. And I'm looking forward to talking with you again tomorrow. Don't forget to check out BearingArms.com throughout the day. We've got you covered on all of the latest Second Amendment news and information from around the nation. And if you like what you see, I would encourage you to become a VIP member, maybe even a VIP gold member, so you can uh, hang out with Hot Airs Ed Morrissey and I tomorrow during our Wednesday weekly live chat with our VIP gold members. Just go to BearingArms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS. You're going to get a significant savings on your VIP membership, as well as getting the warm fuzzies from knowing that you are supporting the independent pro segment of journalism we're doing at Bearing Arms. We're going to give you exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. New stories and analysis that matter because your support matters a great deal. And we thank you very much for it. All right. We'll see you back here on Hump Day Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your 2A Tuesday. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.